Welcome to the First and Gold podcast, the official podcast of the Irish Tribune, your source for all things Notre Dame related. He's Joe. I'm Nick. Make sure you guys are checking us out anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, make sure you're checking out theirishtribune.com and following those socials at the Irish Tribune and at First and Gold Pod. And Notre Dame caps off their first true road test against NC State. In pretty darn good fashion, winning the game 45-24. to 24. Joe, what do you think yes, of the game? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, we're uh, it's a step in the process, right? Step in the process for the season we think, uh, you know, Notre Dame can have. And it checked off a lot of boxes, in my opinion, um, that you kind of wanted to see before we have those big-time opponents uh, coming to South Bend or, or we're traveling to their place. Um what I took away, you know, and, you know, my, my biggest reaction after the game is I think we, you know, all Irish fans can agree it was kind of a unusual game due to the weather, the delay, um, you know, the offense never felt like it was, you know, running on um, full speed or in the rhythm that, that they ever wanted. Um, but that's what I kind of loved about it. They didn't bring their A, their A game and still handled a, a tough power five team in their house in a hostile environment when the weather was against them and, and handled NC state where uh, they kind of, you know, made a statement that we can bring our B minus game and, and still be dominant uh, on opponent. And that, that was, that was good for me to see. I agree with you. I, it, it was a weird game for me. I, you know, I don't know if it was the weather delay in between, you know, we came out, you know, started off slow uh, often, like you brought up, offense really wasn't in rhythm. Um, but like you mentioned, I, I mean, even when it wasn't our best performance, somehow we still came out <laughs> with a 45 to 24 win, which the game felt much closer than that. Um, so, so you got to give credit to the Irish, you know, um, I mean, they, they were in control for the whole game, but I mean, I think there was like two minutes left in the third quarter and, and we were only up like a touchdown. So, I mean, for us to finish, you know, winning by, by that margin is, is pretty impressive. So I, uh, I, I got to give, I'm like you, I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it was our first true test as far as opponent goes, our first two true test on the road. We hit some adversity. Um and we fought through it and, and we came out victorious. And, and to me, early in the season, first true road game, you can't ask for much more. I mean, there's, there's 20, there's plenty of, of coaching points uh, yes. for, for uh, yes. the coaching staff to hit after that plenty to, to get on the guys for, but uh, still, still ended up winning um, by uh, double digits. So yeah. uh, that's a good day fashion. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just convincing, and, and I know some Irish fans probably felt nervous when they cut it to seven, 
But man, does it feel good when you know you have a quarterback that has gone through these scenarios time and time again, now not in Notre Dame uniform, but has the experience. And you felt that, you know, Notre Dame was a superior team. They had NC state had a couple breaks go their way, uh, whether it was the referees. Um, but overall, you know, even when they cut it to seven, you know, I, I felt confident that Sam Hartman was, was going to get this done. You know, we were the superior team and then that's what they did. The defense, uh, you know, really clamped down when, when it needed to, when it needed to get a stop and get the ball back to our offense, they did that and, you know, forced some turnovers. Our offense obviously capitalized on those turnovers and, and really put this game out of question and, and really made NC state quit. And, that's what you want to see out of these games before, because you know, you're going to, you know, deal with these kind of scenarios where, you know, something doesn't go your way or you're playing an opponent where they have a big time play and the momentum shifts in their favor. And Notre Dame was able to respond in, in all those aspects in NC state game. And again, win by a 20 plus point margin uh, is, is a big, big, big time uh, reaction that I have in, in a positive direction that, Notre Dame is, is getting prepared for the big time stage coming up. I agree with you, man. I think that's a really good point. You know, watching the game, I feel like in the past where, you know, like say after Sam Hartman's fumble and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, they got the ball on their side of the 50. And I feel like in the past, I would be nervous in, in that situation. Like, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to pull this one out. I don't know if we're going to win this game. It, it was never really in doubt for me, even though the score was close and, you know, NC State was playing playing good ball, pretty good football. Um, it, it was really never in doubt. So, it, and I think a lot of that has to do with Hartman, but also just the preparation of the team. I was, uh, it was kind of good. It, it was a good feeling for me, um, you know, watching it because even when it got close, I was like, I, we're still going to win this game. And, uh, you know, in the past, yeah. I, I can always say that. So, uh, it was good. To, yeah. So, um Joe, let's let's jump into our uh, our Twitter polls. Yes, yeah, so we put a Twitter poll out after the game asking who our fans and Irish fans MVPs uh, for the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball. Uh, the options were uh, for the offense, Sam Hartman, Holden Stays, Audric Estime, or other. If people wanted to comment uh, on the on the tweet uh, to let us know who who their offensive MVP was. Uh, and the winner for uh, offensive MVP, according to Irish fans, was Holden Stays. Holden Stays, congratulations! <laughs> yes, sir, man. I, I think that's a good pick. He he would have been my pick as well. I mean, talk about uh, having a breakout game. I, I mean, heck of a job by him. I, I know some Irish fans early in the season were worried about you know tight end and everything, but uh, great performance, man, for for a guy I think who only had a couple of catches coming into it um in his career i mean what a day yes yes and it was so encouraging to see that because you know i think mitchell evans is probably in south bend right now knowing that he didn't have his his a effort game um you know he had a big drop with sam hartman to move the chains and for whole stays to kind of step up the way he did having some big time grabs staying along the sideline for that td run after the catch it was it was so sick. And yeah. I, and if that's the stuff that, you know, guys are taking the next step in this offense that I, I'm really excited about. 
Um, and it's a big time uh, theme to or weapon we can add onto our offense if, if Holden stays, you know, continues to play at that level. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, what, what about defense? Defensive side. So the, the nominees were Maris Lufau, Xavier Watts, or Howard Cross, um, or again, other. And the winner went to Xavier Watts with 52% of the vote. Man. So congratulations, Xavier Watts. And honestly, I yes. can't disagree with that either. Uh, uh, I thought Xavier had an outstanding game. He did, man. I I think the <laughs> I think Stays and Watts would have been my two picks as well. I mean, both both Leah Fowl and uh, Howard Cross had phenomenal games, but it, it was kind of uh, Xavier Watts. I feel like his coming out party. Um, yes, not making some big plays. He was he was always around the ball, and uh, he's starting to I think grow his confidence a little bit. And uh, you can see it. You can see yep. it. You can see it. if he can play like that, man, we're going to be just fine. So gosh, and what an athlete. I mean, the, the ball that he got deflection on where he pretty much jumped over the wide receiver in the middle of the field, like, holy Toledo. I mean, what, <laughs> what an athletic play. And then you back it up with an interception a couple plays later. Uh, I mean, that was impressive and really secondary all around. Uh, really had an impressive performance, but I agree. Xavier Watts is the one that kind of stuck out that was flying around the field, making plays, pass deflections, et cetera. Uh, he, he was making it happen. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the most impressive plays I think I've seen in a long time from a, from a DB. So hats off to you, X Watts, man. That was, that was sweet. <laughs> it was so sick. So yeah. Sick. So, Put it on the highlight reel. Put it on the highlight reel. Yes, sir. Sports Center top ten, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. So with that, Joe, let's uh, let's jump in our to our uh, three BTS. Yeah. So these will be our three biggest takeaways. We'll have a draft. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and take the first pick. Um, you know, and with my biggest takeaway, and it kind of goes along with Xavier Watts. This secondary is elite, and. The reason for this pick is I thought they were the ones that kind of closed it, made NC State quit at the end. Brennan Armstrong was obviously visibly frustrated. And when this secondary knows that you have to pass, man, they look like they are chomping at the bit, you know, breaking down their their legs, you know, backpedaling and waiting to pounce on these wide receivers to make a play on the ball. Benjamin Morrison, obviously he had an early drop to begin the game, but he ends up backing uh, um, or really, you know, backing that up with, with a pick later in the game, Xavier Watts, DJ Brown with an interception. It was, it was really an impressive performance by the secondary. And, and Nick, I was thinking about this when I was actually driving home from work is I think that's going to be the key to the game. When we move forward, when we play the Ohio States and USC's, I thought a big time, you know, benefit for Notre Dame when, you know, again, NC State cuts within seven. They are they are kind of having the momentum. The 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 stadium is rocking a little bit. We're faced with some adversity. And the defense didn't let them drive. They were in third and long, second and long opportunities. Now some of it was NC State afflicted with false starts, but gosh, when you put this secondary or making opposing offenses try to gain 15 yards in two plays or when they know it's a passing down, man, I, I'm, I'm going to feel very confident that, that our secondary 
well, there's not many offenses that can maybe be effective versus our secondary if they're relying on, you know, third and long, second and long to, to move the chains. I, I totally agree. And that was one of my um, things that I was, it was going to be one of my picks. I figured you would probably take it first, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, that game really gave me some confidence and, and I feel like it probably gave them some confidence as well in the secondary, but you know, with Ohio state coming up here in two weeks and you know, everything they have at, at wide receiver, what they showed on Saturday really, I feel like showed the nation that, you know, they, they can, they can hang with anybody as, as far as, I don't even care if you are Marvin Harrison, you know, with, with the way our secondary's playing from Cam Hart and, and Morrison to the safeties, to Harper, even to our uh, second corners, I, I think we can hang with anybody in the country. So I think that's a really good pick. Thank you. I appreciate it. I got you. <laughs> now you got right. two picks here. All right. Two picks. Uh, my first pick, I'm going with um, uh, Freeman and the coaching staff staying aggressive. Ooh, so I like that. Yeah. So, I, you know, coming out, I, I felt like they had a, a great game plan on defense as far as, you know, being aggressive with Brennan Armstrong. And they limited him to uh, under 50 yards rushing. Um, you know, I forget. I had his uh, completion percentage pulled up, but now I don't. But, uh, you know, it wasn't that great. I felt like our defensive game plan uh, with the blitzes um, was really impressive. And on top of that, um, you know, in the second half, uh, you know, we, we got a little bit of a lead, but Freeman and staff, they were not afraid to keep that foot on the gas pedal, keep it going, keep trying to score points because that's what all the other teams are doing. And I feel like in the past, you know, we would uh, take our foot off the pedal and, and just kind of coast and have it be a, you know, a close final score. But I like that he's being uh, extra aggressive um, in all aspects of the game. Well said. Well said. I completely agree. And then my second pick, man, I, I want to see more of this guy. Uh, he had a hell of a game. He was our, our Twitter offensive MVP. Holden stays, man. I think he <laughs> has a chance. Stealing my picks. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, Holden stays has a chance to be one of the top targets in this receiving game. Uh, his athleticism uh, with how big he is and, and the way that he can make those contested catches and, and he can, he can pull down. He's got a wide range. I very impressed with what Holden stays is doing. I hope he is a central part and focus of the offense going forward, which I think he will be, but um, I, he can be a game changer at the tight end position, especially when, you know, a lot of corners and secondaries and defensive coordinators are going to look to to take away some of Hartman's uh, top targets. And when you have a tight end that can make plays in the passing game, uh, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah, I mean, Holden Stace is coming into his own. And I know we already hinted at this during the MVP part, but Holden Stace just reminds I me, mean, it's just like Tommy Tremble 2.0. And I think he even has a higher ceiling. Than, than Tommy Tremble because he's getting on the field a little bit earlier than than Tommy did. So I, I'm excited for him to evolve in, in this offense. I think it's going to make Mitchell Evans better. 
I think, you know, if, if Holden stays, you know, plays at that kind of level, Mitchell Evans is going to need to, you know, bring elevate his game, right? And I think that's just going to, you know, again, like you said, increase our, our weapons on offense and give Sam Hartman confidence in, in the tight end room, wide receivers, et cetera. Uh, I, I completely agree with that pick, Nick. All right, all right. You're up, my man. All right, so um, here's where I went with my second pick. Uh, of takeaways is more great house, more great house. So I, I saw a thing on Twitter and currently Sam Hartman and Jane Greathouse have connected eight for eight times. So Sam Hartman has targeted them eight times. Jaden has caught all eight of them and Jaden has absolutely balled this year with the opportunities he's been given. So he has eight receptions, 113 yards, uh, 14.1 yards per average His longest, uh, you know, reception is 35 yards with three tutties, which, which ties the team in receptions with, with Holden stays. And I just, every time he makes a play, I'm just like, I want to see him more on the field. And I love Rico. I love Tyree. I love, you know, Jane Thomas. I love Tobias. I, I want to get them all on the field, but Man, talk about a guy that's capitalizing on his opportunities when the ball's thrown to him and when he's on the field and making the most of it. It's it's my man, Jaden Greathouse, and I want to see more of him. I want to see him uh, keep getting opportunities, or I should say not keep getting, I want increased opportunities for Jaden Greathouse. And how impressive was that route uh, during, again, another two-minute um Again, a two-minute kind of uh, offense to get it right before, uh, you know, halftime. And Jaden Greathouse does a beautiful post route. Sam Hartman puts it right on the numbers. And that's a difficult catch for Greathouse to bring in because he's coming right off that cut. He's got a defender on his back. And sure hands Greathouse, uh, you know, brought in for, you know, really uh, a momentum-stealing touchdown uh, before before we hit halftime because NC State felt like they may have had a little rhythm going beforehand. So my second my second biggest takeaway is more great house. All right. Hey, hey I, I can get behind that. It's hard to believe the dude's a freshman. I mean, yeah. how advanced he is for his age with route running and, and blocking everything. Uh, very impressive. It's hard to believe that the recruiting services did not have him ranked even higher. Preach. I mean, what a job by the coaching staff to go down to Texas and, and pull that kid. Cause uh, he's, <laughs> he's going to have a long career, uh, a very successful career with the Irish. All right. My third and final biggest takeaway of the game. 14 carries 134 yards, 9.6 average, two touchdowns, a long of 80 yards. The estimate express <laughs> is rolling yes, at top sir. speeds, my friend. And it is fueled by hot dogs. <laughs> that man, I think, saved this game. Coming out of the break, that 80-yard touchdown run is exactly what we needed. We were flat, man. We couldn't do anything. And like mm -hmm. the leader that he is and like the monster that he is, he came out and delivered for his team. First yeah. off, though, got to say phenomenal blocking uh, <laughs> by the O-line. You know, those are my guys uh, on that play. But for him to be able to pull away, I did not think he had that kind of yeah. speed. I, that was impressive. For, for the, 
I thought he would get run down, and I, I still would have been excited. But the fact that he's ripping off 80 yarders at 230, 35 pounds, get out of here, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, keep yeah. keep feeding that man hot dogs. He's earned them. <laughs> and, dude, I, I completely think that's a justified and, and the right pick because – that is the one where it would have been totally easy for Notre Dame fans to, you know, give excuses or the, really the program, Marcus Freeman, Jared Parker to be like, Hey, we had a 90 minute delay. You know, we're going to come out sluggish, you know, let's just make sure we don't make any too big mistakes. You know, they said F that F that Jared Parker, you know, what I loved was the whole concept. I think they, they definitely saw an opportunity to get this play after, you know, the coaches regrouped and, and talk about what they were seeing from the NC State defense and for the offense to execute it from a blocking standpoint, SMA just, gosh, so glad he didn't, he didn't stay with Michigan State and he's an Notre Dame fire now. Yeah, seriously, man. And, and even Jaden Thomas, I mean, he was like 30 yards down the field still blocking his DB down the field where he had no chance to get off the block from Jaden Thomas and SMA all just had to make a simple cut to avoid him. I mean, it, it was really well executed, and it's not the easiest thing to do when you've been sitting down, you know, 90 minutes in a locker room. I'm sure their visiting locker room isn't, uh, you oh, know. Oh, I'm sure it was shit, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was, you know, closed <laughs> confines, you know, everyone's just in this metal locker. The, while, they're, probably tur- they're probably turning the heat up in there. Oh, man. yeah, and All NC State's over there, you know, in their probably luxurious yeah. locker room, their home locker room, able to lay down, you know, go see, the, go to their training room, whatever they needed. Right, and, right. And for them to make that opening statement, because I think it kind of woke everyone up. Up, oh, we're in a football game, and we just took seven on you real quick. And I think that juiced up the locker room. Um, not just the locker room, but juiced up the guys on the sideline to say, all right, let's go take this one and get the hell out of Raleigh. Seriously, though, man, it, I was juiced after that. So yeah. <laughs> three biggest takeaways. I love that man, Audrick Estime. I love Big Drake. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right. And then with my final pick, um, I want to make this quite simple. And, and Nick, you, I got to give credit where it's due because you've been on this guy early. But man, Howard Cross is a dog. Is a dog. My son? Your son. Your son <laughs> is. And I was a big Riley Mills fan. And I think Riley's going to keep. He's got to make some plays. I, I think he's it's, been a he's little disappointing so little far. Little disappointing to me. where, you know, he's not finishing plays as he should. Where it's not getting off blocks. Not man. getting off blocks. I completely agree. But my man Howard Cross is making up for it. And I should say your son is making up for it. Because, man, he <laughs> was outstanding. Outstanding. Just NC State didn't have an answer for him. He was so disruptive on the line. And really, he was credited probably to so many times for Brennan Armstrong's interceptions because – he, he was making Brennan get the ball out quick, right? He he, yeah. he was putting NC State offensive linemen or getting by them um, and making Brennan Armstrong either try to compete with his legs or trying to force force a ball because he knows he's about to take a sack. And Howard Cross is by far the biggest disruptor on, on our defensive line right now, and he, he deserves a ton of kudos, and I hope he keeps carrying this. Um, and I'm excited, hopefully, to get you know Rubio back um but on yay but you're right riley mills needs to step up i even 
you know, Jordan Patello needs to find a way to, to get more disruptive. And, and Jean-Baptiste, I, I, I'm not saying they're doing a poor job, but there's a clear they leader. They need to elevate their game. Yeah. yeah, there's a clear leader who has elevated his game, and that's, and that's Howard Cross. So tip the cap, Howard Cross, let's keep it rocking. I appreciate you for that pick. Uh, uh, hey, I, I can't ever say enough good things about that man. Howard Cross is a stud. And uh, honestly, I would probably pick him in my biggest takeaways every week if I could. But <laughs> I try I try to switch it up. You know what I mean? I feel you. Um, all right. Well, uh, actually, following up on that, I'd be okay with uh, getting Howard Cross out of the lineup after the first – series or two this week i mean get him out of there he's that important important for september 23rd yep all right so those are our takeaways for the game um any final thoughts joe uh from from this uh this first road win i think irish fans can agree you don't want to have that kind of start to beat the big boys right It, it wasn't our a game but I wasn't expecting it. This was such an uh, increased, um, I would say, opponent's abilities. You know, this wasn't going to be an FCS opponent. Um, you know, this wasn't Navy. You know, this was a, a Power 5 team. So I expected a little bit of adversity to happen in this game and love the way they responded. Um, you know, I knew that, you know, it was going to have some some rough points. But to bring your B-minus game, I'd probably give them B, B-minus game and and still handle business to you know as vegas said they're only minus seven and a half and to win by by 20 or plus points in a game that you know offensively and defensively said there's there's definitely points where that needs to be corrected going forward um and maybe some some flaws that we'll we'll probably address down um you know later in the podcast that we want to see moving forward but to again win in that kind of fashion shows what kind of of team we're, we're working with. And, and that's what, what makes me happy. I I'm with you, man, to wrap it up. I, I I'm going to echo a lot of your same thoughts here. Uh, I, I love that they hit some adversity. Uh, you have to do that before you go into these games against, uh, you know, the Ohio States and USC's of the world. And, uh, you know, to be going into, I tell you what, man, a, a pretty rowdy environment. Yes. Uh, I, I was a little bit surprised by, uh, how into it the crowd was, but to go into, you know, a rowdy environment uh, against a, a, an NC state team that they'll finish in the top half of the ACC, I think. Um, and they're a good football team. They, they're well coached. They're, they're defensive coordinator. Their defense in general uh, was playing some good football. Yes. Uh, especially early. So, you know, to, to go in there, struggle a little bit, get some of those coaching points to where, you know, our staff can be, be extra tough on our guys the next couple of weeks. Yes. I think it's a great thing for the, for the team as a whole. And, um, but yeah, what a great win, you know, I'm getting the first, uh, first true test out of the way. And I'm excited, man. What what was the stat that they said on the ESPN that, they had the longest streak of not allowing 30 plus points to an opposing team, yeah. you know, in, in college football, in college football and for Notre Dame to just drop 45 on them. Like, um, yeah. Like it's nothing. And, and, and again, they, they didn't bring their A game. They, they brought their B minus game and still drop 45 yeah. on them. Should be very encouraging to Irish fans. Cause when this all clicks, Oh boy. 
Oh boy. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and it's going to have to, when we play the Ohio States, the USC's and, and the Clemson's, but you have to go through kind of these games where you don't bring your best game and you still handle business. And then you go back and you correct those things moving forward uh, during this, this week of practice. And obviously hopefully they apply them in central Michigan and then we got the big game September 23rd that everyone knows. Uh, yes, everyone is, is is licking their chops for. Yeah, buddy. And I got one more comment on this game before we move on to uh, Central Michigan. The number 29, Joe, 29 straight wins against ACC opponents <laughs> in the regular season. 29. Get out of here. But, Nick, right. we should join a conference. Yeah, right, right. Give me a break. All right. Uh, so let's uh, before we move on to Central Michigan, let's touch on a little bit of recruiting here because, you know, things are starting to heat up a little bit uh, as far as quarterback recruiting goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this upcoming weekend, we have one of our top two uh, quarterback targets. Uh, Bear Bachmeyer is coming in uh, to visit for the game. And there's a lot of rumblings, man. There's a lot of rumblings that. Yes. You know, they let Deuce Knight know, like, hey, we're giving you the first shot at this, but we're not telling Bear no if he wants to commit this weekend. Have hey. you had a chance to watch? Uh, I know you've watched Deuce Knight. Have you had a chance to watch any of uh, Bear's film? And a little bit, how yeah. Would you feel if, how, how would you feel if he pulled the trigger this weekend? Well, here, here's my thing why I think I love this move the most is I don't want to get burned again. I don't want to go through a Dante Moore situation where – we put all of our eggs in one basket. We roll out the red carpet because in the world of NIL and just, you know, really putting a lot of effort or really just time effort. And again, all your eggs in one basket on a kid, you know, on a kid that uh, is making a decision can really set you up to be burned. Right. And, and we felt that I know Irish fans have felt that. Um, you know, again, with Dante Moore, uh, that's, that's the freshest wound from, from the QB circuit. And you can't do that. You know, if, if there's a guy that, you know, you feel is, is good enough or really not good enough is elite enough to play at the Notre Dame level and he's ready to go. And there's someone that maybe more it's, you know, there may be times where you have to, you know, say, Hey, you know, we're giving you time. We're giving you time, but eventually that clock's got to run out because we got to get our guy. We got to get our guy and move forward with this recruiting class. And the QB is the, is the tone setter of a recruiting class. So, you know, we can't wait until, you know, your senior year or, um, you know, national signing day, because what if it doesn't go our way? And then, then we're sitting here, you know, uh, you know, screwed. So I, I like the move that, you know, you could feel the little, you know, public heat that they're kind of putting on Deuce Knight by, you know, with the rumblings, with the, you know, beat riders that are predicting Bear to, to commit this weekend, having him on campus. Uh, I, if, if the Irish, if Gino and Marcus Freeman thinks that he can be the dude, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because I think this, this kind of gets the ball rolling with, other parts of the class, whether it's wide receiver, running back, you know, defensive line, etc. Once you kind of have a guy that you can point to, like that's our guy, I think it just helps out everyone else um, along the recruiting trail. First off, A plus to the coaching staff and targeting two quarterbacks with great names. I mean, 
Let, let's go. Well done, fellas. That's uh, facts. That's but, facts. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Bear coming in this weekend, if he wants to jump on board, I say absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I, he, he doesn't have the the jump off the page uh, measurements that Deuce Knight has. He He's not six foot four. He can't run like a deer. But I'll tell you what, man, I, I actually watched some of this film uh, before we, we hopped on the air here. The dude can play. And, and also, the dude can run. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, he's got better athleticism, I think, than a lot of people are giving him credit for. And, and he's got a strong arm. I, I mean, the guy can sling it. So uh, either way, I think with either of these guys, uh, it's going to be a success for Notre Dame. I agree. Uh, but but I did want to touch on this since he's visiting this weekend, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up pulling the trigger. So, hey, if, right. if he does, now I went on the record. I do want Deuce Knight. I do want Deuce Knight over Bear. If you gave me the you decision, did. if you gave me the decision, saying hey, I get to pick, and that guy's going to commit to Notre Dame, I, I'll go Deuce uh, Deuce Knight. Well, but, okay, all right, hold on. So wait, if you're uh, your coach Gadouli, your your Jared Parker. Are you, are you telling Bear no this weekend to wait for Deuce? Oh man, now you're putting me in a now you're putting, I'm putting me in a box. On the spot you're here, putting man. me in a box here. I want I want I, Deuce Knight. I want Deuce Knight. So are are you telling Bear to hold off? I'm t- I'm picking up the phone and say, Deuce, don't make me do this. <laughs> don't make me do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I might tell Bear to you know, hey, you know, you snooze or lose. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. So. Um, that that would probably be. See, this is why I'm not the director of recruiting. I, I would just I would just react too emotionally on, on these things. But um, you know, if the question is, am I going to be upset if Bear commits? No. Do I prefer Deuce Knight? Yes. But hey, if the if the coaching staff thinks that you know Bear, they're ready to to go forward with Bear. All power to them. All power to them, and, and let's ride. All right, I love it. All right, let's look ahead to Central Michigan uh, this weekend. Uh, game is on Peacock. You got your subscription there, Joe? I do. I do, okay. unfortunately. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so Notre Dame coming out of Vegas. They are a 34.5-point favorite. Uh, um, how are you feeling about that line? Are you jumping that? I'll tell you what. When I saw that Central Michigan had to rely on a game-winning field goal against New Hampshire uh, for a 42-45 win, that line does appeal to me a bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie because if that's the case, whether, you know, I, you could say maybe they were looking ahead to Notre Dame, uh, didn't take New Hampshire seriously. If, if you're in a four, if you're in a 40 point battle with an FCS opponent, have to rely on a field goal. I think there's a, some big problems that Notre Dame should be able to exploit. So I, I'm interested in hammering that minus 34 and a half. I, I'm riding. Okay. It. All right. Um, I, I'm not so sure. I, that's a lot of points, man. And, and the week before Ohio state, uh, but you never know. I, the, the team's looking really good right now. It's, it's not like we're going to put up uh 90 something points like the coast guard Academy did uh, this weekend. Shout out, shout out our boy. Ollie. Oh, um, well done. Well but, done. uh, Let's go, uh yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we got some injuries. Gabe Rubio still banged up. Uh, really hoping he gets back for the Ohio State game. But uh, what about J.D. Bertrand? He's going through concussion protocol. Um, I, 
even if he gets cleared, I, I really hope they just sit him for this weekend. Um, no, no sense in risking it. I don't know. What do you think? Nick, is this a safe space? Yes. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about J.D. Bertrand. I am very nervous. This is a guy who has – We're in trouble if he's not available for Ohio State. This is a man who has history with concussions, and I'm no doctor, but typically when guys have you know concussions in their past, and I know Notre Dame's well aware of J.D. Bertrand's concussions, you know, it tends not to be just a week. You know, sometimes you, you could flirt with two to three weeks. So if we're hearing by next – I don't expect him to play. J.D. Bertrand's out this week. I, I don't want him to play even if he was ready. Hopefully he's ready. Just don't play. But if we hear Monday or Tuesday they're still iffy on, on J.D. Bertrand, I'm going to be, be yep. really nervous. <laughs> really yeah. nervous. And you know I've, I was never the biggest J.D. Bertrand fanboy. But man, I, I've turned. I've turned around. We've turned around. I've. Yeah, I've, man, I've we... seen the light. I've seen the light, and this man is so important to our defense. We need him for September twenty third. JD, please get better. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I, even if he is ready to go, I, I don't think he'll play. I don't want him to play. Um, put that man in bubble wrap uh, as he's walking <laughs> the classes, like whatever he's got to do to yeah. to be ready for MSU. So. Um, all right. Uh, anything you want to see this weekend uh, before Ohio State? I anything in particular? Yes. So one of the things that, you know, I think NC State was able to show the Irish offense that, you know, what they could probably see from opponents moving forward is a lot of blitzes in the interior line. I think Zeke Carell, though, uh, Coogan and Rocco are going to be challenged with blitz schemes up the middle because a lot of teams are going to try to test Joe Walter, Blake Fisher. We know who they are. They're, they're high caliber NFL players. So I think when they see a weakness, it's going to be, you know, the two new guards and, and obviously Zeke. So what I want to see from them is have a good performance in pass pro, but also, you know, in, in the run game, which, Let's just have let's just have a good game, and I hope Central Michigan blitzes up the middle to show us that. But that's that's one thing I'll be looking for, um, you know, on Saturday. Yeah, I I think that's a good point. I I really want to see us come out. I, I don't want to see a slow start on Saturday. I think I like that, that that's been a, a recurring theme the past three weeks. We've come out a little sluggish. I want to see us come off firing on all cylinders uh, right out the gate. And, and then I, I really want them to, to clean up the penalties. I mean, now granted, I, I, some of those calls I think were, were trash um, uh, this past Saturday. But still, I want to see the Irish play a very clean game this Saturday. No stupid mistakes. Get off to a fast start. Get some backups in and, and start resting up for uh, – for the Buckeyes coming in. So, all right, now here it is time for predictions. Joe, you want to go first? No, I'll let you take this one. Okay. So I, I, I do think that uh, Freeman will put an emphasis on starting quick. Uh, I think we'll play some sound football. We're going to have some backups in there, you know, with JD out and, and Rubio still out. Uh, but I, I think we get off to a quick start. I think we give up some, some points late when we have some backups in, uh, but I'm going to go with 42 to 14 Irish 
um, so they don't hit that minus 34 and a half mark, uh, but it's close. Uh, <laughs> You're going to laugh at my that. pick. All right, let's hear it. All right, so the Irish are 3-0 and uncovering. I'm not jumping off this train. We're hitting the minus 34 and a half <laughs> with 48 to 13. Just hit it. Just hey. hit it with 35 points. So 48 to 13, they're going to cover. I'd love to see a 50 burger, but – Again, I I don't know if I can or do a ninety this burger. <laughs> Let's go Coast Guard status. Coast Guard Let's status ninety. You know, we, I mean? we need to get their offensive game plans. Um, right. Yeah. But I'm going to go forty-eight thirteen as 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 the the final score for the Irish. And again, cover for the fourth straight time. I like your confidence, man. I saw that uh, that Notre Dame's hit three. <laughs> They're three and go against the spread. I was like, yeah, no, it's not happening. It's it's gonna end. It's got to. Um, or not, sorry, Nick. or not, Nick. This is gonna help out my wallet. <laughs> hey, I hope so, man. I I totally hope you're right. So <clears throat> we will wait and see. But all right, that'll do it for segment one. Segment two, we got some questions to answer, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the First to Gold podcast segment two. We got some questions for you guys. Joe, go ahead and yeah, take it away with our Twitter, Twitter questions. questions. And again, uh, we encourage all Irish fans, you go go ahead, tweet us, DM uh, the First and Gold pod. If you have any questions that you'd like for Nick and I to address during the podcast, we, we love hearing from our fans and, and answering what's on your guys' mind uh, for the Irish season. But I'll go ahead and kick it off with Clutch Sports Notre Dame. His Twitter handle is ClutchSportsND. What from the NC State, NC State game do you want ND to clean up and show in the CMU game in preparation for the Ohio State game? Now, Nick, I know we kind of already went over this, kind of previewing uh, Central Michigan, what we want to see. Uh, one thing I guess I could add real quick on something that I want to see a little bit more of, uh, I'd like to take a little bit more deep ball, deep ball shots. I kind of want to see... Um, you know, whether it's Jaden Thomas or Tobias, gosh, I would love Tobias, um, you know, even a Dion Colsey to take a deep shot down the sideline, because I think those explosive plays are so important when you're playing, um, again, a high level team, an elite team, whether it's the Ohio State's, USC's, um, Clemson's, Duke's, I think we could put Duke in that category, where whether it's a, it's a deep ball shot where the wide receiver goes, gets it, and makes a play, turns in a 60-yard touchdown, uh, or even even com- turning that into a pass interference where you're moving the chains. I, I think those kind of explosive plays down the field uh, are so important, and I'd love to kind of get a taste of one uh, before September 23rd. How about you? Yeah, uh, first off, Clutch Sports Indy, thanks for the question, man. And uh, if you guys aren't already – Make sure you guys are following him on uh, on Twitter. He's he's a great follow. Always putting out good content. Um, it, as far as what I want Notre Dame to clean up, I I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I, I want to say it again because I think it is crucial. Uh, first off, get off to a quick start. You know, no, no more of this coming out of the gate sluggish and, and making adjustments. I love that we're making those adjustments, but I want to see us come out firing. Um, and, and then the other thing I want to see is clean up is those penalties, like I mentioned. So, uh, as far as sh- uh, what I, you know, I want Notre Dame to show in the in the Central Michigan game. Um, honestly, not a lot to be honest. I, you know, this is the game before uh, Ohio State. Um, 
I'm sure the main film that that Ohio State will be looking at will be the the North Carolina State game because it's the best competition. But I don't want to see him uh, do a lot of crazy stuff. I, I'm like you. I would like to see some deep shots um, just to put that on film. Uh, l- let's get Rico Flores r- running down the field, or uh, you know, send Chris Tyree on a on a streak or or something. I, I do think that'd be good to not only practice, but also get on film for, uh, for their secondary. So hopefully we see some of that um, on the way to a big Notre Dame win. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank Sports. you for the question. And we'll move on to our next question from Notre Dame prime at Notre Dame underscore prime is his Twitter handle. Thank you prime for, for the question. Uh, he asked, do we start considering Jane and great wide receiver one? Should we be worried about the O-line's performance against their first power five team? Um, Nick, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you, uh, take the, the great house part of this question. Okay. I, Joe, I think you're probably going to say yes. Uh, uh, well, maybe, I don't know. I, I know great. This is your boy. Uh, I don't know about wide receiver one. Same boat. I, I, I think Jaden Thomas has kind of, uh, taken that role. Uh, and I kind of feel like Holden Stace might take, even though he's not a wide receiver, he, he might be right behind him, but I do think Jaden Greathouse is one of our most reliable receivers. I feel like if, you know, it's a third long or even just any third down or we're in the red zone, if you want a guy that you know is going to run the correct route and also catch the ball when it's delivered anywhere in his area, Greyhouse is probably the best on the team uh, when, when it comes to that. So um, do I think it should be under consideration? Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's he's caught a touchdown pass in every game so far. Um, is he there yet? Probably not, but I do think he's I'm close. in the same line as what you, you Nick. Think, Joe? I, I love Jaden Greathouse. I, I think he's showing, I would say, huge maturation steps that you typically don't see in a freshman wide receiver. Uh, so, obviously, like you mentioned, kudos to his high school coaches getting him uh, to be ready to play at this high level at a quick pace. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, Chancey as well. But I, I, I would pump the brakes on wide receiver one. I, I, I think Jaden Thomas is, is definitely a guy that is considered wide receiver one on, on this roster. And I know we didn't have any catches for NC State, um, but we have to understand Jaden Greathouse is probably getting a little bit, is guarded a little bit differently than Jaden uh, Thomas is right now. If, if, he's pushed, if he's pushed out to that That's wide receiver point. one, I don't yeah. know if he has – uh, you know, the same amount of production that he's currently having. So right now, I think it's a great spot for Jaden to be in. I'd love to see him to get more on the field. Like I mentioned earlier in the pod, um, he's definitely a bright spot to this, you know, 23 recruiting class. And again, keep getting him on the field. But, um, you know, I wouldn't call him wide receiver one yet, but he, he's definitely taking the steps to maybe be that wide receiver one um, in 24 or 25. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he's trending that the next question sure. Notre Dame Prime had would be: um, Should we be worried about the O line's performance against their first Power Five team? Nick, I'll let you take this. Um, that's a good question. Uh, and, and also shout out Notre Dame Prime. Uh, make sure you guys are following him on all the socials. He's a great dude. Um, as far as the O line and their performance, I'm not panicking. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, but also 
that defense that we were going against, I mean, they were really putting a lot of pressure. They were loading the box, sending a lot of stunts and blitzes. Um, maybe a little bit worried, but also it's still early. Um, anytime you have a veteran at center and Zeke Corral and, and two stud tackles like we have with Alton Fisher, I, I think they're going to be fine and they'll help bring along uh, the, the two guards who, honestly, I've been pretty impressed with for the most part. Um, are they perfect? No, but, you know, mm-hmm. these are all valuable reps. So should, should we be worried? Maybe a little bit, but, you know, the more reps they get in working together and get that chemistry going, I, I think we'll be okay. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hit the panic button just No, yet. that, that was lie. extremely well what said. Think, and again, in the same boat as you, Nick, I, I'm not panicking at all or worried. You know, I would ask the Irish fans, what did you expect? You know, when you're going against a Power 5 team for the first time um, and your two guards haven't seen that kind of competition yet. Um, you know, Navy's obviously not at that level um, due to, you know, their weight restrictions. You're playing an FCS opponent, your your second game. You know, this was going to be a little bit of change of pace when the bullets were flying that they were going to have to deal with. And, you know, that's what you need to go. You need to go through some maturation with them, um, get them those reps, learn from those reps. When Joe Alt was, was taking his first reps when he he was a freshman or, or even Blake Fisher, they weren't a, a finished product, right? And, you, you know, Coogan and Rocco aren't going to be that either. There's going to be some some pitfalls, but that's what you want out of these games. The, the five, have those little bit of errors, but hopefully correct them so they don't happen um, at all or as much when, when when the bullets really matter when you're playing those big-time opponents to to get a big-time win on your resume. So I'm not panicking about the O-line. This is part of, part of the process, part of the process. Yeah, and there's also some rumors out there that Blake Fisher might not be fully healthy right now. Um, cause his play hasn't been up to his normal standard. So, I mean, that could affect things as well, but yeah, I think that's, and then well I'll go to our last Twitter question. Now this was kind of a piggyback off Notre Dame prime from hashtag stand with us, capital N D was stand. Um, and this was from at J L Gallagher three. Now he followed up on Notre Dame prime's question about Jaden Greathouse, And he said, question is. Who is he, Greathouse, bumping on the depth chart? Thomas, Tyree, or Merriweather? You would assume Tyree, correct? Now, the way I see this is I I don't think you need to bump anyone out. I've been extremely happy with Tyree. I've been, you know, happy with Jaden Thomas. I I know he didn't have any receptions against NC State, but he's going to bounce back. Tobias Merriweather has a big-time grab. Uh, that goes for 40-plus yards in that game to move the chains that, oh, you know, all Irish fans like, there he is. There's Toby. There's Toby with, with the big-time grab that, that we know he can do now. Let's take the next step. Um, but I think Chansey has done such a wonderful job mixing in our guys with with Rico, with Jaden, um, you know, getting guys multiple reps, whether it's also with the tight ends. Um I don't think we need to bump anyone out, but I, I will say that Great House is making a hell of a case to to get some some more PT where he may take away from Rico's snaps, where Rico's not getting as much um, you know snaps, where they may find Great House to be in a better position um, to 
give Tyree or Merriweather or Thomas a flow, uh, a blow. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. I, I'm like you. I, I don't think anybody needs to be bumped. Um, I, I do think Great House is is slowly um, showing how reliable of a target he is, uh, and how reliable of a player he is on the field. So, could he knock down some reps from, say, a guy like Merriweather? Maybe I don't know. Merriweather's been really great in uh, in blocking. Um, but I'm like you. He he doesn't have to to take anybody's place on the depth chart. You, you got to be able to rotate those guys in, you know, all the way through. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't think that he's bumping anybody on the depth chart. I just think that that he's probably building confidence. Um, he, Sam Hartman's confidence in him is probably building and in the coaching staff. So I'm sure he'll continue to get a lot of solid reps. So, all right, that'll do it for our Twitter questions. Uh, now let's jump over to Facebook. Uh, if you're not following us on Facebook, make sure you guys like and follow uh, the Irish Tribune. Uh, this question's from Michael Ostermeyer. He says, what happened to number 27, uh, which is J.D. Bertrand? Um, J.D., kind of like we mentioned before, um, he's in concussion protocol. So, you know, that, that can be a little tricky, kind of like Joe mentioned in segment one. Uh, he's fine. But, it's fine. Everything's know, he's, fine. He's going to run fine. some he's tests. Fine. He's fine. <laughs> what happened? In... Uh, yes. I, I like that energy. Fine. Yes, no one fine. is panicking, Nick. <laughs> no one is panicking yet. We're not panicking. Uh, no one. No one. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. Anyways, the, uh, like Joe said, he's fine, but don't expect to see him. Uh, this weekend, but he'll be ready to go for Ohio State. So, all right. Next up uh, from Donnie and Katie Shapaka. Uh, we have two statements, really, but um, we'll read them off here and we'll kind of give our comments. Uh, Donnie and Katie Shapaka said, hot take for Central Michigan is don't look ahead to OSU. Focus on one game at a time. And I, I I'll take this one first, Joe. I after last year with Marshall and Stanford, I think it's pretty safe to assume that Marcus Freeman is not going to let these guys yeah. look ahead to OSU. He's not going to let them get sidetracked. He's not going to let them have an off game. Uh, so I'm like you. I think that's a a great thing to focus on, but I don't think that that we really have to worry about it. At least I, maybe that's no, wishful thinking. I don't know. What do you think, is, Joe? This this is a veteran-led team. You know, I love our captains. I and I think this coaching staff. We've we've been so high on this coaching staff. They're not going to want to lose any momentum that they've built. And those guys felt the effects of Marshall, Stanford, and they're not going to let you know this be a hiccup in their season. I, I think they're going to be locked in. I, I really do. And, you know, we now again, we're, we're these are hopeful thoughts, but, you know, I, I think this this team's not going to be looking ahead, um, you know, to to the big primetime game on the 23rd. They they they'll take care of business here. But I, I think you bring up a good point, uh, Donnie and Katie. Uh, you know, it's definitely you could say this. This is a little bit of 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 a game where it could kind of be maybe a stinker for the Irish. Yes, they win. But. Um, you maybe not feel great about it, but 
I'm hoping with the with the veteran leadership we have, we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, well said. Uh, and then Donnie and Katie Shapaka also said the areas that Freeman needs to address is starting fast and early execution. I think that's a great point, Donnie and Katie. Um, I've already talked about it. Starting fast, I, I love I love the adjustments that the coaching staff is making throughout the game, but I think starting quickly and executing well early is something that they need to improve upon. Completely agree. Joe, any thoughts? That's all. I mean, you hit it. Okay. And then last question here. Um, if you could pick any player from the Kelly era to join this year's squad for one season. Nick, who I love this why? question. I love this kind of question. I love these kinds <laughs> of questions. I, I truly have a lot of fun with them because I was just having a battle in my brain if I had if I had Seriously. some magical powers to to put some guys on this team, and I was between two dudes. I was between two dudes that I was like, one was like, do I want to help with college football playoff or just kind of put an elite guy on our defense? Or do I want to improve our wide receiver room? And do you know what? I, I, I'm leaning toward turning away from Jalen Smith probably the most talented linebacker or defensive player we've had in decades and gone with Will Fuller. Cause I would have been, I would have loved okay. to see, and I love, you know, Jaden Thomas. I, I love our, what we've gotten out of our wide receiver room and tight end room, but to give Sam Hartman. They can still, they, they can still improve though. I, yeah, I like where yeah, you're going it's with just, this. Sorry, to give anyway, him a solidified NFL target with blazing speed would be really fun to see this offensive watch. We have the stable in the running backs. Our tight ends are blossoming. We have the two best tackles in college football and to put a blazer on the outside would be so fun to watch to just know defenses have to know, shoot, do we load the box to, to stop this, this running, running attack? but also put us, you know, vulnerable to Will Fuller just running down the sideline going way past our safeties and corners. Um, it it would have been kind of fun to see that balance on the offensive side and make defensive coordinators try to pick and choose on, on who they, they want to eliminate along with the wide receivers we already have. So I it kills me not to put Jalen Smith because he may be one of my favorite players and most also disappointing players because I felt like we could have got so much more out of him because of, um, our, our previous defensive coordinator was a moron. But for this team with Sam Hartman under center, I, I would love to give him uh, an NFL-type weapon on the outside. I like it. I really like it. Um, I, I'm kind of like you. I went back and forth. Um, w when we saw this question pop up, I <laughs> – it was a few days ago, and I was like, man, there are so many good options. Um, I My first thought was kind of like you and Jalen Smith. Uh, I feel Ooh. that way about Manti. Manti is one of my all-time favorite Notre Dame players. I, that's not who I'm going with. Um, I, I think our linebackers are are so good this year, and, and that wouldn't be the best use of uh, – Grabbing I put Jalen and Viper. Team. I, um, I mean, just put him anywhere. Just put him on the field. 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, God, him at Viper on this team would be absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, no, that's a good pick. Um, but, you know, I, it kind of came down to two for me. Uh, another one of my all-time favorites I was really thinking about um, was um, oh, yeah. Quentin Nelson. You know, I, I just I love that man. And if you put him next to Joe All or uh, Blake Fisher, I mean, oh, my God. Uh, look out, especially with our stable of running backs mm-hmm. and Sam Hartman behind him. And I, I, I don't think I don't think they could be stopped. But I'm like you. I'm going to go the wide receiver route. And now that I'm thinking about it, I have to make sure that this was a Brian Kelly era player because I know he was recruited by Charlie. So correct me if I'm wrong here. Ooh. I'm going to go with Golden Tate if he put it under Kelly. I, like, I almost feel like I need to look it up now because it just kind of crossed my mind. Um, but that's going to be that's going to be my pick. I, I'm pretty sure that Tate had at least one year um, under Kelly. If not, then my runner up will be Ooh. Michael Floyd. Yes. So I, I think I think Michael Floyd will be a good pick. He's a big body, especially for a quarterback like Sam Hartman. Sam's really good at throwing those back shoulder throws. And, and I felt like Michael Floyd was one of the greats as far as adjusting to the ball in the air. Uh, he wasn't necessarily a burner like a, a Will Fuller or like Tate, pick. but man, what he could do for what he could do for a guy like Sam. So maybe I'll go with Floyd because the more I'm thinking about it, Tate might have only been under Charlie. I can't remember. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's that's who I'm gonna go with. Um, man, it'd be <laughs> fun right, to see any man. of those guys, though. Man, just having like, that kind of, team. and I love Jane Thomas and Dion Colsey, but those guys aren't at these. They aren't. They aren't Michael oh, no Floyd, doubt. though. They aren't Will Fuller. They aren't, uh, you know, Golden Tate. Those, but you're right, Michael Floyd. I I was, you know, again, just you know, a kid when when watching Michael Floyd. But it felt like every deep ball that man was going to come down with it. You could, I mean, he was like a tight end, but could run like a he deer. Was, yes. And cornerbacks couldn't, couldn't even move him. Just going up for the ball, his balance in the air. And, and then it was just hard to take him down after he caught the ball. He, he, he was a chain mover yeah. that, you know, was, uh, I, I'm still kind of surprised it didn't work out with him as well in the NFL. And I know he had, several seasons in the NFL, but I, I really thought yeah. he was going to be, you know, uh, a pro bowl type player. Yeah, me too. Yeah, man. I really like that question. <laughs> I'm like, you like, hey, give it, give us all these hypotheticals so we can, <laughs> we can dream over here. Yes. man. Uh, that'd be fun to watch, but, uh, any closing thoughts, Joe, no, man, before we but, uh, wrap up, the uh, again, you know, one thing we're, we're going to try to keep going is our, our Twitter spaces with the Irish Tribune and the First and Gold podcast. Uh, well, actually, our Twitter handle is at the First and Gold Pod. Uh, we will have Twitter spaces after the game, so we'd love to hear from you guys. I hear from Nick anyway, so I don't need to hear any more from him. Uh, you know, so if you, so if you guys have some uh, takes from from the game, uh, please share with us. Uh, join on our Twitter space that we will have live. Uh, on Twitter, um, or I guess I should call it X now, but um, we'll have it, you know, shortly. Yeah, 
10, 15 minutes after the game, hop on. Uh, we, we'd love to have you guys join and, and start some Notre Dame conversation with us. It's always a good time interacting with you guys. Yeah, and I, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there have better takes Facts. than we do. So hop on there and, and let us know, right? So, um, but that'll do it. Uh, really appreciate you guys um, tuning in. Uh, the Irish Tribune will be up in South Bend to cover the game. Uh, so be on the lookout for a lot of great content and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening Irish fans. Please rate and review our podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at First and Cold Pod, at Nick Kramer IT, and at Joe underscore Kramer underscore IT. And don't forget to check us out at theirishtribune.com and follow us on our socials at the Irish Tribune. Thanks for listening and go Irish.